0: Okay, so we're recording. This is intermission whatever. I don't know what it is. Um, we're taking a week off because, well, my month of hell at work has finished. Well, it's getting ready to finish, and then I will finally be able to actually sit down and play a video game. Um,
1: it's intermission 34.
0: 34! Thank you, Matt. So, Matt, we didn't really have a topic to talk about. I mentioned that I wanted to talk about a TV show and you said you have multiple TV shows that you would like to watch. What are some of those TV shows?
1: It's a true statement. I I have a, a desire to watch a lot of TV but I've been working quite a lot as well lately and nothing on the scale that you have been but it's been tough for me to find time lately. A combination of working a lot, and I just feel like there's a lot of things that I want to do right now. Uh That I don't, you know. I'm trying to do a little bit of everything, and I, that's what I tend to always do, and it's not the best approach because I end up not getting much done anywhere. Right? So, you yeah. know, there's some games I'm trying to play. You know, I want to. I'm still trying to learn a lot of things, so. <sighs> I I was convinced to try Total War: Warhammer 2, and that game is kicking my butt. I am trying to figure it out. It's complicated.
0: That's like um, uh, the romance of the of the Three Kingdoms or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, that style. It's like a like a a a tactical battle game where you're moving armies around, you're flanking, you know, you're you're doing all that. Yeah, hard strategy. Lots and lots of factions. Lots and lots of units. Um, you know, and you've got those are the battles, and then you've also got the, the politics and the taxing and stuff on the overworld map. Um, at the moment, I I know how to do neither of them, <laughs> and I'm just so much more used to Warcraft and Starcraft and Command and Conquer, like RTS's, that the the stop start mechanics and the turn structure is throwing me off because i never want to hit next turn because i'm like well i don't know if i've done everything i should have done in this turn mm. uh, but i i do i do like it i love the, i love the idea of the the board game style over map with the really really tactical in-game battles
0: did you ever get into civilization
1: i haven't I finally picked up Civ 6. Okay. And the one I've actually had that I'm desperate to find some time to play is Beyond Earth. Beyond Earth. It's the sci-fi civilization. Okay. Uh, I, I have a, a... Total War is on that same list, actually. It's, it's another game. It's, you know, an in-depth game. I knew there was going to be a learning curve, and I've just been a little bit put off from jumping into any of these more in-depth p c games, but I found myself playing a lot more p c games lately, um so I thought now was a good time also recently been talked into it, so you know here I am. I've got my new keyboard actually, and uh I'm ready to go
0: okay well i um, as far as strategy games go, I'm actually gonna have to give a shout out um because there is a guy on YouTube who I know in personally in real life uh, I've known him for years. He goes by Hadrian on YouTube. Probably Hadrian LP, I believe is the actual handle. Uh, and all he does is strategy games. He does mm-hmm. civilization. He does, um, he likes, he loves the long dark. Um, oh, I don't was, think
1: I even know that one,
0: which is a survival game. So he does survival games, but he loves strategy games as well. So he does the total war stuff, like particularly Total War Rome, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does all of them, uh, and like I said, I've known him for years, um, and um, he's actually got a pretty good following on YouTube. Um, proud of the guy, he's actually done really well for himself.
1: Does he have any Warhammer Two stuff? Because maybe I'll he maybe may, I'll
0: give him a listen. He may have, but I don't know if he if he does. Um, he'll do like a, he does like the hard playthroughs. Like, he'll play like on Interloper, which I think is the hardest difficulty on the longest, on the, or the long dark. Uh, he plays on like the hardest difficulties kind of thing. But he also has mm-hmm. like Civilization Six when it came out, he did like a beginner's guide to civilization. I watched all of that and it gave me a lot of tips and stuff. Yeah, like that, that would be useful. Yeah. yeah. He does that kind of stuff.
1: I've kind of been itching for a game like this, so if I hadn't been talked into Total War, uh, Civ 6 might have been on that list.
0: Civilization, uh, my story, I think I've told it before. I had never played a Civilization game before. I never played a, what they call a 4X game. Um, and Civilization 4. Five was the first one I played. I think Civilization? Yeah, Civilization Five was the first one I played. Uh, and I bought it on a sale. It was the last PC game I bought physically. Came with the disc. I, sco- I still got the disc. Um, and I got it for like a crazy sale and I was like, everybody's always talked about how good Civilization is. Let me give it a shot. And so I was living with my old roommate's at the time. And I didn't know if my PC could run it. Like, I was like, my PC is, is old. It's not really a gaming PC. It was probably about four years ago kind of thing. I don't know if it's even going to run. Put it in just to see if it would run. Five hours later, <laughs> I stopped playing Civilization Five. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I just, like... I didn't even realize how like how I, I, I time traveled, essentially. Yep. I was abducted by aliens and then put back in my computer chair and then four hours have it passed.
1: It's kind of amazing when that happens these days because it used to happen all the time and it's just less and less frequent.
0: Yeah. I can't do that now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I have I have things I have to do, like work. But um yeah. That was when I was like, I fell in love with Civilization. I have never been good at Civilization. I think I've only won maybe three games in my entire life
1: of Civilization.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I refuse to play on the easiest difficulty, but I will play on the <laughs> on second. On principle. Yeah, I will, I will play on the second easiest difficulty. Yeah. Um But I absolutely love Civilization. Because of that moment, I was like, this is this is great.
1: Yeah, Civ six and Civ Beyond Earth, I, I really want to play both of them. I don't know, for a while I was a little put off by the games that didn't really have any kind of a campaign. So, like, one of the ones that was real high on my list that I, I, I did spend some time with was Sins of the Solar Empire. And, you know, I got into it enough to say, alright, I know what I'm doing now. Like, let's, let's take on the story and, you know... Uh, take down the solar empire. And then there wasn't one. And I, I, I don't know why I just, it grated on me. And I was like, all right, I'm 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 not doing this right now because I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, I, I don't know. I was just in a weird funk, I guess at that point. Fun fact, sins of a
0: solar empire. I had never heard of that game. Hadrian. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go ahead and say it on, on the show. Miles was his, is his name. Um, miles, uh, told me in person, like when I was used to hang out with him, he was telling me about this game called Sins of a Solar Empire. He's like, Drew, you should really try it. It does some of the most amazing things. I remember the story he was telling me was, um, that he was playing on an easy difficulty and he was doing something. And he, he said the game realized what he was doing and a message came up saying, we know what you're doing. And if you played on a harder difficulty, we would counter this.
1: Huh. That's crazy,
0: and I was like, "Okay, that sounds kind of cool. I've never played sins of a solar Empire
1: <laughs> oh
0: i've never I, I like it I, I'm, I, I may enjoy it one day I don't know I've never <sighs> strategy games scare me,
1: yeah, that's how I felt up until this week, and actually now that I'm playing it, that's how I still feel. <laughs>
0: I just I, I I don't I don't know if I have the time to commit to it. That's the thing. I was like I love Civilization. I bought Civilization Six the day it came out. I have never finished a game of Civilization Six.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's clearly overwhelming. Like I was basically what I did is I I played like two good nights of Total War. I, so I I put in a little over five hours over those two nights. They were you know for me. You know, two and a half, three hours a night. That that's that's my whole night. So, they were hefty nights, and I I made the decision at the end of the second night. I'm like, look, I'm not good, and what I'm gonna do is trash this campaign and start over. But I'm not gonna do that until I spend a little time figuring out like what are these basics that I should know that I clearly don't. Um, you know, so I've been I've been watching. So those those were kind of the first two nights. And then in the three or four nights since then, all I've been doing is watching tips and tricks and tutorials and beginner's guides. And a lot of them are, in my mind, kind of ridiculous. Like wh- one of the tips was learn every unit for every faction and learn which ones counter the other ones. Like that that's literally hundreds of di- different units. That's, that's not something you can – That's a I spreadsheet. Mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a spreadsheet and months of playing. I, I, that's not That's not really a tip. That's – what comes when you play a lot of it? I'm like, I can't, I can't just learn that, you know, and then and then go and start the game. So, I don't know. It, it there's there's clearly a, I don't want to say barrier of entry because that makes it sound like you you wouldn't have fun playing it, but to get really good at it will take ages. I think. Yeah.
0: Like, I I'm I'm not I, if you asked me to play a real time strategy game today, I would tell you no. Because I like, I've played them. I played all the Command and Conquer's. I played all of. I've never played Starcraft in my life, <laughs> but I played Warcraft, Orcs and Humans till my eyes bled. Yep. When I was a when I was a kid, like that was my jam. But then all of a sudden, I just like I I, I
1: you couldn't See, pay me to do that. <laughs> for me, Starcraft was one of those real big like at, at the time when I didn't have very many PC games. It was such a rich world. I mean, that, that was one of my big, like sci-fi franchises. I mean, just Kerrigan and, you know, everything that happened in the first.
0: See, I love the lore of StarCraft. Like, I I love the story bits and all the different factions and the characters and stuff like that. I think Blizzard does a great job telling a story.
1: They always have. And a good campaign, even in that style game, which is probably why I had kind of an aversion to some of these more in-depth strategy games is cuz they didn't have that story that that Blizzard can tell so well. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I I, I got it like I like XCOM. Gears Tactics. I reviewed that game this year. Gears Tactics is still in my top 10 games of the year. I'm telling you guys if don't you don't sleep on it. If you <laughs> haven't played Gears Tactics and you like XCOM, this is better than XCOM. I'm telling you. Mm. It is it, they give you the The options, they give the player the options to do whatever they want. They counter that by just hordes of enemies coming after you. And it makes it more fluid. It really does. Like, I I can't stress it enough. Gears Tactics is for real. It's actually a really good game.
1: Yeah, I've got that queued up if and when I finally sign up for Game Pass and Xbox Live again. There you go. And the fact that I can do that on my PC, which I'm spending a lot of my time on, means that uh, it may come a bit earlier than the Series X. Yeah.
0: I uh I am saving my money for the Series X. Yeah, I am too at the moment. Yeah, I was I was debating on should I build myself a PC, and I was like, then I would have to get like a monitor because <laughs> I've only got a 1080p monitor. I've already got a nice 4K TV sitting right here. I can just hook up a Series X to it and be solid. So, I'm yeah, probably Yeah, fingers crossed. With
1: no, nothing happens with, with jobs or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to both the Series X and the PS5. There you go. But, uh so, yeah.
0: Um, we, we went on a little tangent about strategy games. What, are you going to keep talking about them? What, what else you got? I... I uh There was a – so you have strategy games, but then you have survival games like The Long Dark. There's another survival game. Like I keep going back. Obviously, Don't Starve is a big one that people talk about. I, I played Don't Starve, didn't really get into it. What I actually got into this a lot like that was The Flame and the Flood. Oh, right. That one is actually really good. I got into that one. I had to review it, and I was like, okay, there's something to this. Um, which there's something to all these games. I shouldn't I shouldn't crap on anything, but um, I really enjoyed my time with The Flame and the Flood. Um, I had to review another game that I originally had a hard time getting into, which was called This War of Mine. Oh, yeah. That, that one I have. Yeah, that one, I was just like, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I was like, oh, and then I, I died. At, like, one of my characters was scavenging, and then just... You get shot. It's real life. You get shot once, you're dead. <laughs> and uh I was like, ah, oh, that's not fun. Uh And I, I tried to give it a couple more rounds, and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. It's, it, it's one of those games where you ha- it has to click for you before you finally get into it.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've mostly shied away from them. I have played... Don't Starve. That's probably the one I put the most time into. Um, To to be honest, they reminded me a little bit too much of Roguelikes and the idea of just this repetition and getting better. And maybe that shouldn't be off-putting, but uh, again, it just... I I felt like I would be wasting my time to play it. Because it'll take me so many times, like... You know maybe I'll get a bit better and you know there there's obviously something to that idea where you keep playing it and you get a little farther each time I get that it makes sense but that buildup of progression only works until I put it down for a month and then when I pick it back up I'm not gonna remember what I was doing and I'll be kind of back where I started and I, I just if I can't make tangible progress then I I'm not sure that it's it's my kind of game at the moment yeah I, I I get that with the soul
0: series all the time Like, I'm fascinated by those games, but I can't play them anymore. I beat Dark Souls. That's, I guess, good enough for me.
1: Yeah, the the only one there that I really want to put a lot more time into is Bloodborne. I just I love the aesthetic so much of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Lovecraftian stuff is really cool.
1: And I didn't even get to see half of it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I even got halfway in either. Yeah. But, um... Talking about another game that that stuff has to click for you first, Xenoblade Chronicles. Ah, <laughs> uh, see that clicked
1: for me like minute
0: one. Like, uh, it, well, the problem with it, is, like, I got back into it kind of quickly because I had never played the first Xenoblade Chronicles. I played Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U.
1: You didn't play two though.
0: No, I've never played two. Uh But. X has the almost the exact same kind of combat that Xenoblade Chronicles does. And yep. when I first played X, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel like I'm just kind of mashing arts and just going. Yeah. And finally when the combo system started going into play, it's finally clicked for me. Um, and I'm enjoying my time with Xenoblade Chronicles, the remake which I am reviewing, um, but I still... I'm,
1: th- I, I'm independently enjoying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I still think I prefer Xenoblade Chronicles X's story and world.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, y- you said that, and it sounds awesome, but two two main things for me, having played this, I feel like this setting is really cool. Like, two... G- ginormous ancients locked in battle and then dying and that's the world that they live on that that's
0: kind of cool that is really cool so let me tell you this Matt because I know how much of a sci-fi nerd you are so Xenoblade Chronicles X I told you that uh, human beings from Earth our Earth um, had to recolonize a new planet mainly because the planet was dying but also because of an alien invasion I'm in Um, and each colony has its own ship. So they have the multiple United States colony ships. Well, one of them, which was supposed to be California, particularly Los Angeles, uh, gets attacked and crash lands on a planet that is habitable. So they build a city, a temporary city, new Los Angeles. And you play as a character who is now exploring this, this world, uh and you're trying to find something in particular. You're trying to find the other part of the spacecraft. And I would say probably... It's, this game is like 60 hours long, and I would say within 10 hours you find out something insane. And I'll go ahead and say it, because it, it, while it is a minor spoiler, it will get people hyped when they hear it. So about 10 hours into the game you're doing a story mission, And your character in a cutscene basically gets killed. But they don't die. And Mm. that's because they're actually a robot. In fact, everybody from this colony is a robot because they had to upload their consciousness to robot androids because that's where the other part of the ship is. Their bodies are still in hibernation. And on the other part of the ship on this planet somewhere,
1: and they have to go find it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is it the same universe as Xenoblade Chronicles?
0: Yes, and no. So it takes place in the. It takes place. It's spiritually in the same universe, but it is
1: the- not the same world. Yeah, cause, because Xenoblade Chronicles feels very contained, right? You've only got, you know, you've got from some of the early cutscenes, it looks like a whole planet, but these two beings that have died seem to be the only landmasses in the entire game. Yeah, and that's that's like I
0: I, mm. I I couldn't tell you because I haven't beaten that game, so. But uh yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles X was like like I got into that when I when I found out oh. We're all just androids, and we're trying to find our bodies.
1: That's I was like, okay, this is going somewhere. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So my second point, though, that makes me a little bit sad is everything I read said there's no way that's coming to the Switch. Now, I I think that would depend somewhat on how well Xenoblade Chronicles does. I would say so. Who said this, and why did they say it? Uh this was the creator about a year ago. Oh no. <laughs> saying hey, it it's going to be too hard to port to Switch. Uh I could see some
0: of that because you really had to use the the uh the screen. That was one of the games that really used the screen for like, you know, the map basically. And the map is gigantic, so you had to like constantly check the map to see where you were, yeah, um, but I think two did well on the switch, right I think I'm not entirely sure hmm.
1: I mean, I feel like the longer the switch stays strong, the more it's just seem it seems like a matter of time, like why would you have one and two but not x? I don't know. It's a good question, though. So I would like to try it. I mean, y- y- you got me in. I'm hooked. X is awesome.
0: That was that was like, and then you eventually get a robot. Like you eventually get into a mech, and the game opens up even more because you can fly now. Yeah, it's insane. So
1: a little bit of this, and, and my my main counterpoint to Xenoblade Chronicles is uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Right. Uh, Because for for me, a big part of that just comes from the fact that, you know, playing that on the Vita, like, these are the only two like real big handheld RPGs I've played in a while. Uh, You know, that one's also got some mechs in it, a bit of a spoiler, but we're, we're beyond that. <laughs> uh, I was about to say Trails of Cold Steel 4 was announced. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, there's there's mechs in it. The, that The end of that game turns into Xeno gears. <laughs> yep. But In I, a pretty crazy way.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the end of that game I loved, but so little happens in that game for so long that I'm adoring the start of Xenoblade Chronicles because so much happens, and there's so many little cutscenes. And I, I just, the characters seem more interesting, more unique, more distinctive. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I didn't mind that game. I haven't played Trails of Cold Steel 2. I haven't either. But, uh, but I would. But even saying that, I'm enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles a lot more than I did Trails of Cold Steel. Well, there you go. Chosen Only... Steel
0: was also more of a traditional role playing game. Yeah, this this Xenoblade Chronicles is more it, it, like the man. The combat system in that game is weird. It's like a pseudo MMO ish kind of thing. It's a lot like Final Fantasy twelve. Yep. Auto battle. I like.
1: Yeah, it feels a bit more involved though. Now, like it didn't at first, and it felt a little bit generic. But I, I like the kind of like when you combo up with your your party members and now there's like specific blocks using the Monado to block different enemy attacks. Like it, it's starting to add in the layers, at least two or three more layers on from the beginning of the, the game as far as combat goes. And that, you know, I can just see if, if that continues at all, that it, it does, there's quite a bit of ver- variability in, in how they can utilize those right so I I don't know at first I was a little indifferent on the combat but it I just got through like the hardest fight that I've had yet and it it was kind of the best fight because you need you, you need to really pay attention to that that you can't just mash your way through it and I know I know that would be my default if I could do it so I'm glad that I can't And I'm glad that they're making me pay more attention to it right
0: But uh, yeah, so Matt, tell me about some TV shows you wanted to watch. <laughs> Which is oh, yeah. what we started on.
1: <laughs> so there's actually two I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of, but haven't you know haven't been able to finish yet. Uh, really liking both of them. Very very different shows, but both pretty high on like shows I've watched in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. So Future Man on Hulu.
0: Yep, you told me about that.
1: Yep, that's good. Um, I'm still kind of one and a half seasons in out of three. And I'm right about, I guess, the same amount into Mindhunter.
0: Ah, man. That's... Mindhunter was... was I fell deeper in love with my wife while watching Mindhunter with her. <laughs> because, because of
1: it or just kind of simultaneously?
0: Because of it. Because... <laughs> We watched the first season of Mine Hunter in a day and a half.
1: Yep. Uh, we, yeah, I did. I did as well.
0: We binged the entire thing at 10 o'clock at night. We went and got ice cream at our local grocery store. <laughs> that was it. Went in there in half pajamas and got our, got our, our ice cream, went back home and finished Mindhunter. And I was like, yep, this is the one. She's the one. she, She will go get ice cream and binge watch this TV show with me.
1: Yep. That's awesome.
0: Yep. But the first season of Mindhunter was absolutely fantastic. The second season, while good, was nowhere near as good as the first season.
1: Mm. so yeah i I was i was shocked by the first season i i knew kind of what it was about i didn't expect it to be like so well like it tightly written i didn't expect the character interactions to be as good i thought it was going to be an interesting show but i I didn't think like the verbal sparring would be as good as it is yeah and the and the kind of the I guess the politics of it, right? Like them yeah. knowing when to push and when not to push and who's pushing on who and who's pushing and backing each other up. Like the, there was a lot more of that than I expected. It was just so well done.
0: So for those of you who don't know what Mindhunter is, it's a TV show on Netflix and it's basically telling the story of the two FBI agents who coined the phrase serial killer. And it was basically them trying to dive into the minds of these killers And try and figure out why they did what they did and what connects them to each other.
1: Yeah, it's them basically setting up the whole idea of like profiling.
0: Yeah. And it's fantastic because they basically go around interviewing serial killers.
1: Who? Good lord. Ed Kemper is awesome.
0: Ed Kemper is the best. (laughs) Uh yeah, that guy is fantastic. Um, but I, I have to give it to my favorite character. Um, I can't remember his name. He was the other FBI agent, not Holden. The other one,
1: like t- Tash or Tesh.
0: Tesh. Tesh is my favorite because he is straight laced. He's not weird in any sort of sense, like yep. Holden is, and. He reminds me. He reminds me of like everybody's dad. Yeah, <laughs> he he likes to go golfing. That's why he likes to travel is to go see these serial killers, so he can go golf.
1: <laughs> he likes barbecues. He likes golf. Doesn't like dealing with children.
0: Nope, doesn't like dealing with children, and he smokes like a freight train.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I'm not sure if I'd say he's my favorite. Maybe. But what I – he was the most interesting for me in season one early on because I thought they were just going to make him the macho asshole and that he was just going to be not not like straight guy to the quirky guy but the guy – almost like a bad guy, like the guy who's shutting everything down. But the, the way he kind of goes along with it and like sort of sticks up for Holden. You know, even though he doesn't agree with it, I I don't know. Like I I really like the balance they had with him. I mean, with Holden as well. Like, right, he doesn't kind of go off the deep end necessarily. At least not much in season one. But you know, he, he a little bit of uh, you know he's convicted. He has got conviction, right? And he wants to follow this through. But also, he becomes a bit of a prick about it. And but also, he's just a you know a curious intelligent, you know, thoughtful person. And the, the way like both of these characters, I just think are, are really well done and, and really don't stray too far down one path. And they, they, they really take bits and pieces and, and kind of flesh it out. well.
0: Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't know if we're ever going to get a season three. Uh, why, they, why is that? They put the mind hunter, um, show on hiatus indefinitely. Oh, that sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, I read about that about, mm. about five months ago, five or six months ago. Hmm. Season two was good. Do you, have you watched any of season two or no?
1: Uh, I have only just. I'm a few episodes in.
0: Okay, so they haven't went to Atlanta yet.
1: Uh I think they did,
0: okay, like that's they actually do some investigating there um because it's during the early eighties Atlanta child murders um
1: but yeah, I really like the end of season one where the uh, the director gets pushed out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you essentially have Holden like trying to comment how, how thankful he was, but not really realizing that he was kind of the cause <laughs> and that the guy wasn't just retiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, man. That show was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I ended up watching that. I went back to New York to help my my father pack some things up, and we were just looking for something to watch. And and you know, we're both kind of into crime shows and crime books, I guess. So just kind of said, hey, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about this. I haven't really dived into it. I've only watched the first episode. Uh, We went back and started it from the beginning, and both both really enjoyed it. Yeah. Did, I don't know if I ever told you, but did you ever watch You? Yeah, I watched season one.
0: Yeah. Okay, season one, like I was completely enthralled by the first season. Season two, whoo boy! Nah, I don't know. Uh,
1: don't... yeah, no, I did watch season two as well. Yeah, it's yeah, really... season two, there he uh... finds his counterpart.
0: Yeah, me, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I still liked it. I didn't like it as much as season one. It's quickly becoming Dexter, and I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need another Dexter.
0: No. Dexter was... Dexter had like two good seasons, maybe three. (laughs) The rest of them were just kind of, oh, my God. My wife watched all of that, and she hated it. All of Dexter? Yeah.
1: I think I watched all of Dexter except for the last season.
0: Did you weren't missing much? <laughs> you were not missing much. I watched all of it before and then Laura was like, I want to watch Dexter. I was like, You're gonna be disappointed. Sure enough. She couldn't stand Dexter. Hated him. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: When you hate the main character, I don't know if you, you Yeah, know, it's tough like to get too invested. Yeah. I don't know.
1: So those are the two I'm kind of currently watching. Okay. There's loads of shows I want to watch, but I haven't even really started.
0: So give me some examples of those.
1: Uh, Space Force.
0: That's the Steve Carell joint? Yep. Okay.
1: Netflix show.
0: Never. I mean, I haven't watched any of it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it just came out a lot on Friday.
0: Is it like they released all the episodes Friday or is it like one of those every uh, week?
1: Yeah, no, I think they they released all of them. Okay. It's uh, about ten, ten episodes, kind of the, the Netflix standard at this sure. point. You know, and just kind of a comedic take on us having a Space Force. Which, you know, relevant, I guess, this week with everything that's happened in space travel and SpaceX getting us to the ISS. And it's a good week for space, I guess. Yeah. What else? Uh, what else is essentially a whole bunch of stuff on Shudder. Okay. So, you know, I'm a fairly big fan of horror movies. And I, I had Shudder briefly and watched a few Dario Argento gems. You know, I I like all of his movies as old as they are. But it didn't seem like there was quite enough turnover for me to actually sign up for Shudder. So I canceled it the last day. and I, I watched my few movies. I tested the service out, and then I, I never paid for it. Uh, but... I'm currently sharing somebody's login, so I'm, I'm watching a few things that I wanted to catch that I didn't catch in that one week that I had it. Oh, you criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Do they have yeah. TV shows on there? They do, yeah. What do they have? Uh, the big one is really Creep Show. So it's... Uh, like a remake no, of
0: show,
1: Yeah, exactly. It's okay. a remake. And it's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of standalone episodes and fairly high quality, I would say, for what it is. And there's essentially, they have a bunch of anthologies. There's one called um, Channel Zero. Okay. Which I think has a good three seasons or so. Um, you know, and it's similar. I think it's a lot of standalone kind of scary stories, kind of like your adult version of Erie, indiana okay sure um they've got nosferatu based on joe hill's book that i haven't seen yet i can't technically watch it because i haven't read it yet okay uh what else they have i watched a very short one they have called blood machines which is I, i they call it a tv show that is nonsense it's three 20 minute episodes That is not a TV show. That is a movie that's been broken into three parts. And it's barely a movie at that. And it's basically just a music video. (laughs) So it's weird that they would call it a a series. It was visually crazy and interesting, but not much story. Uh, They've got a show called Missions, which I think is a French show about the first manned mission to Mars that okay. goes horribly, horribly wrong. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, kind kind of like in the what late 90s when there was a t- feels like there was a ton of movies about missions to Mars going wrong. This feels like it fits in with them a little bit. Um they've got a I think it's a nonfiction show called "Cursed Films" and it's about like, the story behind classic horror movies. Sure, which I kind of want to watch. Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah, and then they've got a few other things like uh, just that that look interesting by by what they've got. They've got a Black Lake kind of a murder mystery. Some other things. I, I don't know. It's I didn't really explore the TV show side of things before, so I'm actually. Uh, I'd be a bit more comfortable with the price tag of shutter, given that it's fairly reasonable monthly price right I think it's four ninety nine a month that's not bad, yeah,
0: as, long as they keep up a pretty good um you know with the adding stuff
1: yeah I think that that's where it kind of fell down for me is they just didn't ha- they didn't didn't seem like they were adding. Quite often enough, right? But they, they do certainly have a lot of uh, a lot of classics. I watched Reanimator again, or Pride of Reanimator actually. Okay, is that after I we had talked about that last week or a week yep. before last? <laughs> yep.
0: Did they have um uh, from
1: Beyond on? Them? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, obviously, Reanimator's the the more. Probably more popular of them. Do you remember? I think I brought this up before. I was reminded of this uh, movie a couple years ago. I saw a GIF of of it said um, basically when I think it was during the election, so it was about 2016. It was like uh, it, was, it was a GIF. And it was saying, "This is when Republicans and Democrats mudsling with each other." And it's a gif of, of I think it was Treat Williams, and another guy, and they both have machine guns, and they're both shooting each other constantly without dying. <laughs> and I was like, "I know where that gif's from. I've seen that movie." Have you ever seen the movie Dead Heat?
1: Dead Heat.
0: Dead Heat no, is a movie. So name. Is a movie from the eighties. About these two cops who come across a mad scientist who is creating zombies and they become zombies and they can't die. <laughs> so they're constantly getting shot, they're constantly getting, you know, stabbed and injured in all these different ways, but they can't die and they're still trying to be cops. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous movie ever made it's also very violent
1: yeah that sounds pretty good
0: it's actually kind of funny it's, it's supposed to be like a dark comedy kind of thing um who was it It was treat williams and um joe piscopo <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: because of course dead heat there yeah. it is. 1988 film 1988 when the dutiful Los Angeles police officer named Roger Mortis. Really? <laughs> mortis. Roger Mortis.
1: I like rigor mortis.
0: Yeah. Tries to <laughs> apprehend robbers that happen to be zombies. He ends up as one of the undead himself. Since Mortis has managed to stay in his right mind, he aids his loudmouth partner, Joe Piscopo in getting to the bottom of the macabre crime ring. Mm.
1: Maybe I'll watch that tonight.
0: Yep, Dead Heat. It was a ridiculous movie. But yeah, um, speaking of horror stuff, I know Matt. You and I talked about it. I don't think we mentioned on the show. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House is absolutely amazing.
1: Yep i I don't for a second believe that season two can be as good or as scary. But that was, you know. Obviously, that that's how they pitch it. But all those first impressions of season two said, oh, it's even scarier than season one.
0: I didn't find the first season that scary. There were a few jump scares here and there, but I didn't think it was actually all that scary.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think it was – in my mind, it was a really well-done scary movie rather than a really scary movie. Right. Or show.
0: It was definitely – more of telling a story of what happened to these people years ago.
1: Yep. And I just, you know, it, it's just so summed up for me. Like, I, I just love the repercussions of that shit having gone wrong in their lives and the influence it has on the rest of their lives going forward. I just think that was so well handled.
0: The biggest reveal at the end, or not at the end, but like the second to last episode, that was like, oh, wow. Okay, they got me. Yeah, like, that was like oh man. When I saw that, I was like oh wow, this is well done. Directors and writers of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that coming one bit. They yeah, because really they really get trouble. they get
1: you with the really good reveal kind of halfway through. Yeah, and then I just expected another reveal like that. I you know the, the end was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job there.
0: But uh, I, I'm surprised I, got, I, I my wife does not do horror at all. I convinced her to watch that, and she enjoyed it a lot.
1: Have you watched Lock and Key?
0: Yes. That was fantastic. Yep. That was the so good.
1: Graphic novels are really good, too.
0: Yeah, see, I never read the graphic novels, but I knew it was based on graphic novels. And yep. uh, jo- Joe Hill. Yeah, we watched that and enjoyed the crap out of it. That was, um yeah, that was fantastic. Oh.
1: Yeah, I know some people almost derogatorily call it, like, the light version of Haunting at Hill House, but I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that in a negative sense. No. I would say it's, you know, it's a slightly more family-oriented version, slightly less dark, but I wouldn't say necessarily inherently worse. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. There's some people still die in that show. Yeah like get straight up murdered. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, I enjoyed it. And then uh, you know, they obviously go to the Lovecraftian side of it toward the end there that I was down for. And then of course you want to get into shows much like that. The the longest running show on television, Supernatural. <laughs>
1: Supernatural,
0: has, Supernatural has become my favorite show of all time. It really has.
1: Uh, yeah, I need. That's a show I want to pick back up and finish, but it, it will take me a while. Yeah, so I I don't even remember how far I got in. Maybe seven seasons. You get to the, the seventh season was the worst season.
0: <laughs> With the leviathan.
1: Maybe. maybe that's why I stopped watching it.
0: Supernatural, like. I know people get sick of hearing us talk about Supernatural, but Supernatural, like, really is, like... Th- Matt, you said it whenever you first told me about Supernatural, because you were the one that turned me on to it, and you said it best. The continuity in that show is just so tight. Yeah. And it really is. like
1: Surprisingly o- tight.
0: Over 15 seasons of that show... And they're still referencing things that happened in the first season. It's so good. And it's a show that... Loves to poke fun at itself... In so many different ways. Like, there's so many great episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so good.
1: I remember that as as one of the last episodes I watched. I... I, I took it as a sign that it, the show was almost over and it was going off the rails. So I'm really intrigued to see where the show goes after this. They went into, what, maybe like an alternate universe where they were playing themselves in the TV show?
0: Yes. They they got sent to an alternate universe where they are Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki, and they star in a TV show called Supernatural.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. But it reminds me of... The last two seasons of Stargate, it got funny and then died. The last couple episodes of X-Files got kind of funny and self-referential and then it died. Right? So I kind of expected that was going to happen. I didn't think the show would still be on the air this many years later.
0: Supernatural's always kind of had that tinge of of tongue-in-cheek, though. Yeah. Even from, like, the first season. The first season was very, very, you know, kind of dark- you know, tried to be very gritty. And then yep. but every once in a while they throw in a little comedy and then it quickly became a lot more comedy. Um, yeah. And it's like, God, like, oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. And the thing is, is like, you were talking about like the continuity being so tight is like, you know, perfect example. Uh, demons, demons exist in this world and demons can just possess somebody. They can jump into your body and possess you. Angels can also possess human beings, but because they are angels, they have to ask permission from the person first before they can take over your body. Lucifer, Satan himself, he's still an angel. He has to convince people to let him take over their body. (laughs) It's so good. Lucifer, because the first thing is, is like, who are you? I'm an angel. What's your name? Uh, Lucifer? I'm not gonna (laughs) let you take over my body, but he still convinces people. That's the guy playing Satan is one of the best actors. (laughs) (laughs) He is so good at being the guy that you love to freaking hate. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Like I can't, I can't stress enough to anybody who I know we talk a lot about supernatural and it gets really droning and boring, but it is one of the best shows out there. If you, oh are, yeah,
1: I forgot who that guy was until I just looked at him.
0: He was also the Man in Black. No, he wasn't the Man in Black. He was, he was, he was Jacob in Lost, who everybody thought was the villain. Yeah, kind of found out he was actually the good guy.
1: He played in Dexter too. Forgot about
0: that. Uh, yeah, he played uh, Dexter's wife's ex-husband. He likes to play a lot of bad guys. <laughs> he does. He's the, he's the Dennis Hopper of our age. Yeah.
1: Uh. Interesting. I need right, yeah. to. I need to
0: get back into. That. I, I would say that's your first order of business. This is is finished supernatural? It hasn't finished on TV yet. Season fifteen is the last season, and they were still recording the episodes. There's four or five episodes left before they end the show, but they can't record them because of coronavirus.
1: Oh. They, they better not end it without that because a show this good that goes on this long can't just end prematurely. Yeah. Give it some closure, please.
0: Oh, I'm sure they will. The thing is, is like as much as I love Supernatural and as long as it's been going on, I know Ken mentioned it too, nobody talks about it. Yeah. I can't find a single person who talks about Supernatural on... The internet, in real life, whatever.
1: Yeah, I want to say it was, you know, it was somewhat well represented at a lot of like conventions. Mm-hmm. But that that seems like the only place I, I hear references outside of basically us talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is like I don't like I've never met another supernatural fan. <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, but it is. It's really good.
1: Mm. No conventions this year to keep it alive either. Yeah,
0: no kidding, man. Fan
1: Next Expo year. Canada would be coming up soon. That that's at this point, at this moment in time, that's one of my favorite annual conventions. And uh, I don't. I, I'm, if it hasn't been canceled yet, I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah, I would assume. Usually, what September, October ish. Mm-hmm. So, I guess technically it could still happen.
0: You think the NFL will get canceled?
1: No, I think they'll find some way to do it if it's, you know, if it's stadium. I mean, if baseball's back in a month, I think the NFL will find a way to make it happen.
0: I mean, I can assume they do like the WWE's doing and just, you know, don't have a
1: crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think they clearly, oh, this is in August. There's no way it's happening.
0: <laughs> two months from now.
1: This is one of the very first things I did ever when I moved up to Boston was hop on a plane and go to Canada. It's my first time in Toronto. How far is that? Uh, I want to say it was it was a fairly short, maybe like two hour, two, two and a quarter hour plane ride. Not too far away.
0: Gotcha. I've only been to Canada once.
1: This is kind of the only time I really was in Canada. Other than that, it's only been Niagara Falls because we lived reasonably near there.
0: Yep, that's where I went. And we
1: could we could hop the border and you know and have a night out at at nineteen and twenty. So in uh, nineteen ninety six.
0: Uh, the summer of 1996, uh, they had the Olympics down in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my parents said, we're getting out. I was like, what do you <laughs> mean? Was like, There's going to be way too many people around us, and we're going to go on a vacation. Where are we going? We're going to Canada. <laughs> so we did a road trip. We drove all the way up to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stopped originally. So we stopped in Pennsylvania. Uh, particularly Hershey. Oh, also, yeah. We stopped at Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Intercourse, <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, and while we were in Intercourse, Pennsylvania...
1: vacation uh, with the parents. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, we saw on the news that there was a bombing that took place in Atlanta. And that was like, see, that's why we got out. Mm. Uh, and then we made our way up to Buffalo. And then... Went up to Niagara Falls and crossed over into Canada. And I remember, um, it was so hot that summer. I remember we went to the, we did the whole falls thing where we went under the falls kind of thing. Yeah. On the, uh, what was it called? Was it the ship? Can't remember. Uh, the ship.
1: something princess. Yeah,
0: something princess or lady or something like that. Um, and it was so cool. I remember cause the, the waterfall. Um, and I remember we, we finally crossed over the border back then. <laughs> you could just walk. Yeah. Nobody stopped you. Um, and, uh, made of the mist, the made of the mist. There it is. Uh, but, um, when we crossed over. Like Canada, like I don't know how it is now, but Canada, like it was beautiful. Like there was just tons of like wonderful landscaping and stuff like that. And I remember Dad, we turned around and looked back at New York, and it was just a giant cloud of like smog covering the entire. Like you could tell from the border. And Dad, he put his arm around me. Said, "Does that make you proud to be an American?" (laughs) I'll never forget that. Oh, man. That's a good time, though.
1: Yeah, get a much different uh, opinion of it seeing it than you do in, like, Trailer Park Boys. (laughs)
0: No kidding. I'm going to pay you $100 to fuck off. (laughs) That's my favorite meme. One of my favorite memes.
1: Have you ever watched uh, one of the other ones that I don't know if I've told you. It's been like – it's almost comical now that it's been so divisive amongst my friends. Uh, Letterkenny, the show. I have
0: never seen Letterkenny.
1: <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can ever recommend it again because I've recommended it a few times and I've just got like such flabbergasted looks. Like this is not remotely funny or watchable. Uh, I had one friend who actually said – not to me, but to somebody else. I can no longer trust your judgment in anything that's funny if you think this is funny.
0: <laughs> well, I mean comedy is subjective, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've seen memes of Letter Kenny and stuff like that, but I think uh I've never actually watched any of it.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize it was an actual show because at first I had only watched uh a few clips online i thought they were funny but they were only a minute and a half long so Uh, and they they looked very like out of context and they do a lot of like cold opens so that's more along the lines of what i was watching is not just a piece of a show but just a tiny clip is it is it a show with a plot or is it like
0: the whitest kids you know where it's like skits
1: no it's not skits it it's not terribly connected throughout a season there's a lot of Random episodes, but the episodes all have stories. There's at least story-long episodes. and gotcha. And some some things do flow episode to episode. Okay. Uh,
0: that was uh, like when it comes to comedy being subjective. I think The Widest Kids You Know is hilarious. But I've shown it to some people and they look at me like you're an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, the reason I like Letter Kennedy it's not, it's not particularly hilarious in any respect. Even, I like it and I don't even think it's terribly funny. But it, it's it's unique, like the the way they. I mean, not just hey, it's they sound Canadian. That's funny, but the the word choice, the diction, the way. The, there's a lot of like still shots where they're just talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. So the whole like structure of the show is different than so many other shows. I, I think that's what I like most about it. Is just that it it feels fresh, even if it's not always really funny. Gotcha.
0: What do you think is the funniest show you've ever seen? TV show.
1: Uh, oof. Funniest or best that's funny?
0: Because
1: mm. I I always still find Seinfeld to be the most eternally relevant show. I don't know if I would necessarily say it's the funniest, but I still to this day, I feel like most people I know are some combination of the characters on Seinfeld.
0: Sure. I can see that. I mean, Seinfeld was a good show. Um, I don't think it was the funniest show.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't necessarily say it was the funniest show.
0: Um, And see, that's the thing. I never watched Seinfeld when it was coming on the air. I Mm -hmm. only watched Seinfeld, and I've watched all of Seinfeld, um, when it was on syndication, after it already ended.
1: I'm not even sure I've seen all of Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, I've watched all of it.
1: I watched it when it was airing, but you know that you know I was subject to if I was out of town that day, I didn't see it. Right, right. It's not like now where I don't miss an episode because if I miss it, I'll just go back. I'll back it right up and watch it.
0: Right. But um, yeah, I you know, it, and it, it's just kind of weird, but um. I feel like one of the, the funniest shows I've ever watched. And, and one of the shows that I still quote to this day is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, that's a good one. I still think of Aqua Teen Hunger Force is one of the funniest freaking shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, the, the voices and... like Not even the characters, but just the voices that, that come out of these people. Are some of the funniest stuff ever. Like Like, infinitely, I will always remember carl's voice (laughs) (laughs) like it i never i i still haven't watched all of it i still can't find all of it Mm. i I know ken was talking about that the other day on the n4g but um i own like six or seven volumes of aquatine on dvd and that's yeah let me tell you something I sat my wife down whenever we were still dating and we watched some Aqua Teen Hunger Force and I'm surprised we're married (laughs) because she did not laugh one bit. She thought it was Uh, the dumbest, ridiculous stuff ever. And it it is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man.
1: I think as far as like total number of laughs ever elicited, due to the number of times I've watched them, probably... Probably the Office and Parks and Rec are the two that I've laughed the most at in my life.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, I prefer The Office over Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah i I go back and forth. Th- those two, I whichever one I'm watching is the one I like more. <laughs>
0: yeah, watched? I, I I I have never finished The Office. I have never finished Parks and Rec. I feel like both of them overstayed their welcome. Um, when Steve Carell left that show, The Office died.
1: Yeah, so I, I I would agree for the most part. I think the way what I would say is it still hits decent highs, just much much less frequently. Yeah, like there are still good episodes, and there there are some really good episodes after he leaves but just, it's just not it just loses the consistency yeah uh the, the first season of flight of the concords like the number of times i listen to those songs you know i, I don't even know that that would be top five or top ten but it, it stands out as being really funny at that time for me
0: i've never seen it i know of it but i've never seen it
1: uh, uh, goes way off a cliff after the first season for me Mm. but but season one those songs like every episode even 30 seconds into that first very first episode i was already cracking up Mm. um that that's a good one community I, i don't know i go back and forth a little bit on community i adored community i did when i was watching it but since i haven't I don't feel it it for some reason I don't feel that urge to go back and rewatch it like I do with Parks and Rec in the office.
0: Uh, well, it's on Netflix now. They finally uh, released it on Netflix because uh NBC finally let it go. For the longest time they wouldn't let it go. That now I'll, I'll give you this the last season which was on Yahoo. Mm. Uh that one was kind of rough because you know you half your cast members left. You know Donald Glover was gone. Um Chevy Chase was long gone. Um Yeah. They tried to replace people and it never really mm. worked. Yeah. Keith David did okay. Um the other guy I can't remember his name the guy played on Breaking Bad and he was on it for like a season and I was just like He's not really hitting anything. But the community was one of those shows that like, I feel like I was the only person in the world watching it. Like when it came on, like I was like, I was still living with my roommates at the time. And like, I was like back whenever Hulu was like, it was free, but you had to watch ads. Yep. And every Saturday I would sit down and watch community by myself on my computer. (laughs) And I was like, this show is freaking hilarious. I was, like, I was like, why is nobody talking about this show? And I think it started picking up steam probably around season three. And people started talking about it. But then it just died off. Like, I I, I never actually had, like, a full discussion with anybody about community. I got my roommates involved then because I, I was like, this show's freaking hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: I think one other one that's probably pretty high on my all-time list is It's All Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty I mean, good one.
1: Not only is that show like drop dead hilarious, but I am shocked that it's maintained quality for so long. Yeah, I. It seemed to me that style of humor would only last a couple of seasons and then fizzle, but it. It. They've just stayed good. Like the writing is good. The characters are just kind of always funny. Charlie's always funny to laugh at. I don't know. It's uh, you know, surprising show to me because of that for
0: me. Yeah, I, I I stopped watching, so I watched um probably through season four or five. Um but like everything I watched was consistently funny. I thought it was hilarious. Um the uh and they like I don't know how they got away with some of this stuff. <laughs> like a lot of that stuff is like very offensive. Yeah. But at the same time it's also very raunchy, like like disgusting. They can get really disgusting on that show.
1: Yep. And and for me that that was just so surprising because they they, they do go there so many times.
0: <laughs> the um like my favorite still still my favorite and I still quote it to this day, like I have the lyrics memorized to Nightman. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the, the the original Nightman, not the one where they bring in day man. <laughs> like the way when they were all dressed up in all these different things and he was supposed to be like Bob Dylan and he's singing like Bob Dylan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I
0: still think that's the funniest stuff ever.
1: Yeah, that's one of my top. Like, there's, there's three or four episodes of this that I think are like the best episodes. Like, I could just watch them over and over, and I will never not laugh. Like, it's the kind of thing. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I could put one of those episodes on and immediately feel better. Mm-hmm. I love the episode when they go to the the Phillies game and he's doing Green Man. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, there's just. The first four, three, four seasons are just like so, so good. Yeah.
0: Charlie Day is is of comedic genius. He is. Very I can't
1: funny. believe, it. like, I'm just shocked they've got this many seasons. Fourteen seasons in. It's amazing. And
0: they've done all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah crazy and then the the commitment from mac to go (laughs) fat mac and then go super jacked yeah that's god that's that's an impressive transformation
0: i remember watching an interview and uh what's his name rob i can't
1: remember his nickel
0: yeah he was like hey i came up with an idea why don't we all get fat for the next season and they're like you can i'm not (laughs) (laughs) and he did he just got straight up i mean i think he put on what like 100 pounds
1: yeah I'd be surprised if it was quite that much but yeah it was a lot yeah it was
0: a lot of pounds and then the next season he loses it all <laughs> it becomes
1: jacked yeah sculpted yeah <laughs>
0: I was just like alright man you may have like shaved like a 10 years off your life doing that <laughs> <laughs> oh man gosh crazy yeah Anyway, I think that's a pretty good intermission show. <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> that's basically everything I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. When I when I have some time.
0: But uh we're gonna try and work on the Witcher 3 blood and wine next week. Um I'm gonna start it probably tomorrow, or at least attempt to. And um we'll try and iron it out. Who knows how long this is gonna take us. <laughs> But uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, we got plenty of time. Um, there'll probably be a week in there I have to skip because we're supposed to be going to the beach.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, a, a, a well-deserved break from everything, which I will be doing uh, at the end of June. So, But we can go ahead and get started on The Witcher. Um, but if you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at com. And you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman and Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah. And don't forget, check out Hadrian's uh, channel. Hadrian LP, I believe is what it is. Uh, he does a really good job of, of conveying everything. I have to give him to He's very articulate when it comes to what's happening.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that and... That
0: Out in Dead Heat. Dead Heat, yeah. Don't forget to watch Dead Heat. You can watch
1: it on Amazon Prime or Tubi.
0: How much is it on Amazon Prime? Is it free?
1: It's free on Tubi. I'm not sure on Amazon.
0: Okay. I would say don't pay for that. (laughs) It,
1: It is free on Amazon Prime.
0: There you go. If it's on Amazon Prime, Dead Heat. There you go. If you want to watch a really dumb 80s action movie with zombies, go for it. But uh, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys join us next week with uh, Witcher 3. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. guys have a great week. Stay safe out there. And we'll be back next week with the continuation of The Witcher 3 with Blood and Wine.